The impression made on Paris by this news may be easily imagined. Already at that time, the learned world was deeply interested in the labours of Professor Stargerson and his daughter. These labours, the first that were attempted in radiography, served to open the way for Monsieur and Madame Curie to the discovery of radium. It was expected the Professor would shortly read to the Academy of Sciences a sensational paper on his new theory, the dissociation of matter, a theory destined to overthrow from its base the whole of official science, which based itself on the principle of the conservation of energy. On the following day, the newspapers were full of the tragedy. The Matin, among others, published the following article, entitled, A Supernatural Crime. These are the only details, wrote the anonymous writer in the Matin, we have been able to obtain concerning the crime of the Chateau de Glandier, the state of despair in which Professor Stargerson is plunged, and the impossibility of getting any information from the lips of the victim, have rendered our investigations and those of justice so difficult that, at present, we cannot form the least idea of what has passed in the yellow room in which Mademoiselle Stargerson, in her nightdress, was found lying on the floor in the agonies of death. We have at least been able to interview Daddy Jacques, as he is called in the country, an old servant in the Stangerson family. Daddy Jacques entered the yellow room at the same time as the professor. This chamber adjoins the laboratory. Laboratory and yellow room are in a pavilion at the end of the park, about three hundred metres, a thousand feet, from the chateau. It was half-past twelve at night, this honest man told us, and I was in the laboratory, where Monsieur Stangerson was still working when the thing happened. I had been cleaning and putting instruments in order all the evening, and was waiting for Monsieur Stangerson to go to bed. Mademoiselle Stangerson had worked with her father up to midnight. When the twelve strokes of midnight had sounded by the cuckoo clock in the laboratory, she rose, kissed Monsieur Stangerson, and bade him good night. To me, she said, Bonsoir, Daddy Jacques, as she passed into the yellow room. We heard her lock the door and shoot the bolt, so that I could not help laughing and said to Monsieur, There's Mademoiselle double-locking herself in. She must be afraid of the good Lord's beast. Monsieur did not even hear me. He was so deeply absorbed in what he was doing. Just then we heard the distant meowing of a cat. Is that going to keep us awake all night? I said to myself, for I must tell you, monsieur, that to the end of October I live in an attic of the pavilion over the yellow room, so that mademoiselle should not be left alone through the night in the lonely park. It was the fancy of mademoiselle to spend the fine weather in the pavilion. No doubt she found it more cheerful than the chateau, and for the four years it had been built she had never failed to take up her lodging there in the spring. With the return of winter, mademoiselle returns to the chateau, for there is no fireplace in the yellow room. We were staying in the pavilion then, Monsieur Stangerson and me. We made no noise. He was seated at his desk. As for me, I was sitting on a chair, having finished my work, and looking at him, I said to myself, What a man! What intelligence! What knowledge! I attach importance to the fact that we made no noise, for because of that the assassin certainly thought that we had left the place— and suddenly, while the cuckoo was sounding the half after midnight, a desperate clamour broke out in the yellow room. It was the voice of Mademoiselle crying, "'Murder! Murder! Help!' Immediately afterwards revolver shots rang out, and there was a great noise of tables and furniture being thrown to the ground as if in the course of a struggle, and again the voice of Mademoiselle calling, "'Murder! Help! Papa! Papa!' You may be sure that we quickly sprang up, and that Monsieur Stangerson and I threw ourselves upon the door.' 
But alas, it was locked, fast locked, on the inside, by the care of Mademoiselle, as I have told you, with key and bolt. We tried to force it open, but it remained firm. Monsieur Stangerson was like a madman, and truly it was enough to make him one, for we heard Mademoiselle still calling, Help! Help! Monsieur Stangerson showered terrible blows on the door, and wept with rage and sobbed with despair and helplessness. It was then that I had an inspiration. The assassin must have entered by the window, I cried. I will go to the window, and I rushed from the pavilion and ran like one out of his mind. The inspiration was that the window of the yellow room looks out in such a way that the park wall, which abuts on the pavilion, prevented my at once reaching the window. To get up to it one has first to go out of the park. I ran towards the gate, and on my way met Bernier and his wife, the gatekeepers, who had been attracted by the pistol reports and by our cries. In a few words I told them what had happened, and directed the concierge to join Monsieur Stangerson.